You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2022 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. So Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. I always want to say thank you for the gift of life. Um, no matter what our emotions are in any given moment, help us to have attitudes of gratitude, of thankfulness that you do give us this gift of life. And Lord, a part of um, life is to try to, in the same way you've comforted us, comfort others, as you say in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. And thank you for using us. And, and um, Lord, these people here have a heart for walking with others who are going through divorce or separation or walking with them if their marriage is in crisis, and maybe seeing their churches have these ministries come to their local churches. Um, there may be people here too who have gone through divorce themselves and are looking to learn that way as well. And so for both of these purposes and any other purposes in the room, may your Holy Spirit speak to each person here and we'll give you the glory. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Come on in, Johnson. Okay. So my name is Daryl Michael. I happen to be an elder in the Boyne City Seventh-day Adventist Church. So thankful for that. Um, it's been seven years I've been involved in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I had many years of following the Lord, raised Christian Reformed, if you're familiar with that denomination. Um, then also have been a part of non-denominational churches, an evangelical church in the Republic of Ireland. I, I was a missionary in the Republic of Ireland. So many and then I've worked for Love Inc., which is a non a nonprofit organization that tries to take all Christian churches and try to mobilize them just to help people and whatever their needs are. So because of that, I've probably been in 60 different denominations in their worship services. And so, side note, I didn't plan on saying this, but sometimes the Holy Spirit says it. Like, I am so thankful that many Christian churches have the core in common. Right? We are saved by grace. Right? Salvation in Jesus Christ alone. We believe in a, a Godhead of three or a trinity, even though there might be different definitions of what that means. Um, we believe in loving God and loving our neighbors as ourselves. Um, having said that, though, I'm so grateful for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Because as you all know, there are some key principles that uh, others may not be aware of yet, right? I learned about Hebrew roots of my faith. I learned from a Messianic Jew friends. I learned about Sabbath. I grew up thinking Sunday was Sabbath. I'm like, what? It's not on Sunday? Come on, really? And so for, for them to help me see that scripturally, I'm like, huh. And I had no idea why that changed. And so, um, but as we all know, we're all lifelong learners if you're willing to be a lifelong learner. I think that we all are. And not just lifelong learner, but we're, I, you know, I think many of us believe we're going to keep on learning for a long time in eternity as well. So it doesn't just stop when we, when we die here. So I'd tell you that as a background to say these are not Adventist materials. If, you're, if you were thinking divorce care is Adventist, they're not. They're non-denominational biblical materials. Church Initiative is the name of the organization that creates them. They do divorce care, divorce care for kids, and then grief share, which is for people who have lost a loved one. They're 13-week groups, super helpful. What you're looking at is um, a three-tiered approach, 30 minutes of video, 30 minutes of a discussion from the video, and then 
30 minutes during the week, more or less, of on your own work, a little bit each day that just helps you in the journey, along the journey. And then when you come to the next week's group, then you get a chance to dialogue about some questions you had or some things you learned. Or So it's a very um, helpful, I mean, the workbook would be very helpful for divorce care. It's, it's one third of, of the process, right? And so just... Just again to repeat, and it's repeat for some, but I'll say it for those that are new today. What one would do, well, how does one get involved in divorce care? You go to this website, www.divorcecare.org. There's a box. You punch in your zip code to see if there's a group happening nearby or maybe a group that's about to start nearby. Or, as I said, you can always punch in this one to participate with our group, which would begin our next group. We do it in the fall and we do it in the spring. So Wednesday nights, September 7 will begin our next group. So that'll be through mid-December. It's a little longer because we don't do the eve of Thanksgiving and there's a one night surviving the holidays event, one video. And we do that on October 26th. So that's why it's not 13 weeks. It looks like it's 15 weeks. But otherwise, it's a 13-week. And just so you know, the content for Divorce Care, these are, the, these are the 13 videos. Those are the topics of them. They're about 30 minutes per video. And as you can see, they're very, very practical pieces in that this one's the new materials they just created the fourth edition of divorce care and um, it came out last year this one used to be called reconciliation because that's what it's about the different levels of reconciliation with your former spouse for some you just try to get to camp civility for others it may be co-parenting and friendship and for others there might even be a, a restored marriage um, but those are just that's talked about in this uh, 11th video okay um, yeah, I think that's enough for just kind of like the background of the materials themselves. And then I want to highlight this. So what this is, also created by Church Initiative, it's called Choosing Wisely Before You Divorce. What this is, is a marriage crisis intervention tool that is now free online, right? Free materials. There's five videos and there's a downloadable PDF workbook. I can show you what it looks like. They don't sell it anymore. They haven't updated it and they're not planning to update it. So it's really, the videos are 25 years old. So you can tell the difference between that and our very current divorce care videos. But that's why they put them for free online now at the website www.beforeyoudivorce.org. And so yeah, the, the workbooks are smaller compared to the divorce care workbook. Um, Again, the DVDs, there's five DVDs that are involved in that. But again, they're all free online. And what this would be for is if, even if one partner, my marriage is in crisis, I think we're heading toward divorce, even if one person's willing to watch those, that sometimes can help put the brakes on the divorce process. Let's consider, ideally, that they would, both couples, both, both, both individuals would watch it, and then you would decide, yes, we're going to continue heading towards separation or divorce, or no, we're actually going to try marriage counseling and try to, you know, reconcile our marriage. That's the goal. They challenge you to put the brakes on, spend, they used to say spend five weeks for the five videos, but you don't have to do it over five weeks, you know, now that it's online. So 
That's again, choosing wisely before you divorce, a marriage crisis intervention tool. And both of these materials have professional pastors, professional counselors. I mean, people like you and me who have just gone through, if, 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 for those of you in the room that have gone through separation and divorce, so it's a, a, an all-encompassing, and you'll see it when we watch the video, an all-encompassing, um, helpful, helpful, helpful video, okay? Any questions so far? That's just kind of a big overview. Any questions so far? What we're gonna do then is just, we're gonna watch a short 10 minute video of what, what it would look like as far as like, there's three videos to help leadership training. So if you were to ever lead divorce care, so just gonna show that. Um, it's DVD format, so it actually comes from the divorce care 3.0 tools, 3.0 tools. The current leadership training ones are all online. So if your church, and I should highlight that first before we watch the video, if your church would say, yeah, we really would want to have divorce care be one of our church's ministries, this is the kit. You basically would get five participant workbooks. You would get the full set of DVDs. You'd get two of these leader guide work, um, workbooks. And this is the full set of DVDs. But all of the leader training videos on the new materials are, are online. So you get access to those online instead of them being on a DVD. Okay. But it's how Church Initiative um, survives, I suppose. It's a worldwide ministry. I think 15,000, if I'm remembering right, 15,000 churches are involved doing one of those ministries, Grief Share, Divorce Care, or Divorce Care for Kids. And... Um, so this, this kit, in order to become a sponsoring church, you, you would need to go to your church boards, ask, ask them to pray about it. And the kit is, I think, $360 one time to get the actual kit. And then you're able to then use their, use their website for advertising. And they have, anytime you need to call them, they have ministry coaches that help walk you through the process, pray with you. So it's a very helpful thing. But that's how it would actually happen um, if your church says, yes, we would like to become a, a host church for divorce care or divorce care for kids. Could even do a grief share, but just be aware with grief share, it is non-denominational. And for that reason, they're going to talk about that when you die, you immediately go to heaven. And so I don't dismiss the materials for that, though. For me, I'm like, it's a window for us to share state of the dead. And it may be this way of what you heard on the video, or it might, how about this? Have you ever thought about, I like to do it in a kind of a gentle way to plant seeds. Bless you, bless you. And it, oh, which reminds me, if, you ever, if there's anyone that ever needs a Kleenex, if a tear would come or to blow your nose, help yourself, any of the above, okay? Um, yeah, so that just gives you a little bit of a picture of how, if a church ever wanted to do this, but that process is cast the vision to your board, Allow your board to chew on it for a while, pray about it for a while, right? And then someone, hopefully would, there would be a discussion on your board and hopefully someone would make a motion. I would make a motion that we would begin this ministry, have it be, become, that we would become a sponsoring church for, for example, divorce care. And so that's my hope for, for all y'all that, that that could happen because as beautiful as it is to participate online, it's wonderful that it can happen. Sharon, she's in Holland SDA Church. She participated with our group. 
someone for Virginia participated with our group. So I'm so grateful for that. But I would also say the in-person, um, it's hard to beat some of the things that happen in in-person ministry, right? So I want to be able to share that as well. But here's what I'm going to do. For, so we have about 45 minutes. My hope is we'll watch this. Um, this one's a little longer. It's 13 minutes. And then I want to give you a taste of just one of the divorce care videos as well. We'll debrief a little bit about this video, but then give you a taste of one of the divorce care videos so that you just get a sense of well, what is it like. I won't show though one of the ones that we're gonna that we watch in the previous seminar. So we'll, but we might give you the opportunity to speak into which one we'll watch. So maybe I'll already have you think. Okay. So you're gonna be able to choose. Be thinking. You're gonna choose between. Uh, Anger, grief and depression, fears and anxiety, family and friends, that talks about how those relationships change, the financial and legal issues, conflict, or brighter days. Because these three we're going to watch in the other um, session this week, and we're, we've already watched one, two, and five. So again, yours to choose from will be three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, or 13. So be thinking about that, which one will do a majority vote on that. Here we go. So again, this is just a little bit of leadership training for if someone was to facilitate a divorce care group, we're going to just soak in a little bit of that right now. Okay. Leader training video. We're going to watch the second one, which is the eight success tips. And the guy who's talking about this, by the way, is Steve Grissom. He's the founder of Divorce Care, and it just all came about his walk with the Lord, went through separation and divorce, and looked for materials to help him. He's like, there's not, at that time, 25, 30 years ago, there really wasn't anything out there. So God laid on his heart to start it, like, like literally get this all happening, and now God is totally exploding it. Like I said, about I think it's 15,000 churches worldwide that are using the tool. So praise the Lord for that. Just one person's vision, right? That led to a lot of um, blessed lives and, and restored lives. Okay. And I always want to say this too. I, it, it's redundant for some of you, but separation and divorce does not, it is not our identity. You've heard it in other teachings all week. I imagine our identity is we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We are children of God. We are a friend of Jesus. Th these things are our identity. We may also happen to be separated and divorced, right? I'm a dad. That is not my identity. I get the privilege to play the role of a dad. God is the primary parent of my daughter. I get to be a parent. It's a role I play. I'm a pastor. That's a role I play. That is not my identity. Whatever your job or volunteer roles are, those are not your identities. They are ways you get to serve in the kingdom, right? But your core identity is how God views you. Hopefully that sinks in wherever you're at right now. And um, that's a different message. For some people, we're not told that. We, we literally embrace where we're serving as our identity, right? And then you lose that job or you lose that marriage. It's already crushing enough, but it could completely derail you when, you when you think that's your identity, right? Okay, so here we go. The eight success tips of leading divorce care. And I didn't 
I don't I don't think subtitles work with this DVD. I think we established that yesterday. The other one I'll have subtitles. I'll try again, but I don't think it did. No, it doesn't. Welcome back. We boiled the keys to your success as a divorce care leader down to eight powerful and effective people. Do each one, and your ministry is likely to benefit a lot of separated divorced people. So, let's get started. Our first success tip build a team. Ideally, you have a team of four to start two men and two women. At a minimum, have at least two people, including yourself, on your team. Then, as your ministry grows, you want to add more leaders and helpers. But whatever you do, please don't start this ministry alone. If you do, you're bound to burn out and you'll give participants a less than ideal experience at your group. Let me say it another way. Ultimately, you won't succeed as a solo leader. We worked with thousands of leaders from around the world, and like you, they had a passion for ministry. But without help, because they were trying to carry the entire load themselves, many saw their groups fold, explode, or wither and die. One more thing, when you select leaders for your team, make sure you pick people who are spiritually mature, who have a passion for ministry for divorce, and if they've been through divorce themselves, they've healed from the circumstances that led to the breakup of their marriage. You can learn more about building your team and how to recruit mature leaders by reading your leader's guide, which takes us to success tip number two. Read the Divorce Care Leader's Guide. Your leader's guide is the foundation of your team's success. Explains how to recruit a team and how to promote your ministry. Your leader's guide also contains critical information that should be shared with group members to help them get the most out of divorce care. Plus, it contains the discussion questions you can use to lead your weekly small group session. It's also packed with practical help such as forms, advertising materials, information on group logistics, and tools to train leaders. Be sure to become familiar with it yourself and everything in it. And keep this in mind, each primary divorce care leader needs a copy of the Leader's Guide. You should also have a library copy on hand so that all of the leaders involved in your program will have the opportunity to read it. Tip three, watch the leader's video. Well, actually, that's what you're watching right now, but don't scratch it off your to-do list. Why? Like the Leader's Guide, this video is also for your entire team to view. In fact, it's best to watch the video together with your leader team so that you can interact using the discussion questions we provide in the Leader's Guide. We also suggest that you review this video once a year with your leaders to keep these priorities in focus and help you spot any areas where you may have drifted. Here's another good use of the leader training video. Over time, as you bring on new leaders, make sure you train them using the video training sessions as well. Let's move to success tip number four. Sign up for the online divorce care leader zone. Why is the leader zone so important? Well, for starters, it's home to hundreds of practical resources that can make you a better leader. 
For example, the Leader Zone is home to a robust digital library filled with articles that take the guesswork out of leading a group. It's even home to our Leaders Forum, an online community of divorce care leaders from around the world. The Forum is a place where you can ask questions, trade ideas, learn news about new divorce care developments, and share prayer requests. It's a powerful way to stay connected with other leaders and sharpen your group leadership skills. And remember, you access the forum through the Leader Zone. There are many other tools and resources on the Leader Zone, and we're adding more regularly. We don't have time in this video to tell you all about the features, so the best thing to do is boot up your computer and pay us a visit. We do want you to understand this about the Leader Zone. It's reserved exclusively for divorce care leadership team members and other church leaders such as pastors and church staff. In fact, to make sure that the use is limited to people connected with divorce care programs, it is password protected. So how do you get a password? It's easy. Go to www.divorcecare.org slash Leader Zone. From that web address, follow the sign-up instructions. That's the first step in accessing all of these powerful tools. And like our other leader tools, the Leader Zone is designed to help every member of your team. So make sure all of your leaders are signed up and active. And best of all, the Leader Zone is free. There's no cost to you or other team members to have access or to use the many features found there. So the price is right, and there's a lot to do at the Leader Zone. We'll see you there. Remember, uh, that's after if that's purchased. Success tip is something <laughs> you need free. to do for every person that becomes a member of your divorce care group. You need to provide each participant with a copy of the divorce care workbook. Think of the workbook as the glue that holds your ministry together. Each workbook contains note-taking outlines to help participants jot down ideas from the videos that stick out and apply to them. Plus, each workbook contains daily exercises we call On My Own. This material is designed to keep group members connected with the divorce care concepts between the weekly sessions and to help group members grow closer to God and His comfort by introducing biblical concepts that are applicable to their circumstances. When group members use their workbooks, they will get more out of their divorce care experience than if they just watched and discussed the videos. And long after they've finished going through divorce care, they can look back in their workbooks and reflect on what they've learned and how they've grown. Also, be sure to equip each leader with a copy of the workbook. Leaders need to complete the On My Own exercises themselves so they can effectively lead discussion about that material. Your leaders can also model usage of the workbook by following the note-taking outline while your group watches the video. And if you're worried about budget, keep this in mind. Most of the groups Divorce Care works with charge a small fee to attend the 13-week cycle. This fee covers the cost of the workbook. In addition, your church may wish to establish a small scholarship fund to subsidize the cost of a book if you encounter a group member that cannot afford it. 
So remember, success tip number five is equip each group member with a personal copy of the Divorce Care Workbook. So I think it's safe to assume that you'd like to have people actually show up for your group. Success tip number six provides an easy and effective way to attract them. In fact, many groups tell us this tool is the single most effective promotional resource they have. Better yet, it's free. I'm talking about the online Find a Group search engine located on the Divorce Care website at www.divorcecare.org. The Find a Group search engine allows people from around the world to use the Divorce Care website to find your group. Just think, a hurting person in your town visits the Divorce Care website looking for a group. All she has to do is type in her zip code, postal code, or use one of our other search methods. She'll find out when and where your group meets, how to contact you, or your church for more information. All you have to do to get your group listed in this powerful database is go online and submit your group's meeting information. Where do you do that? Hopefully you guessed it. The Leader Zone. Once you sign up for the Leader Zone, you can customize your Find a Group online listing. How do you do it? Log on to www.divorcecare.org/leaderzone and click on My Church in the navigation menu. Then follow the instruction. Entering your information is fast and easy to do. If you have trouble figuring out how to enter your information, We've prepared a simple video as well as print instructions to show you exactly how to do it. You can find them on the Leader Zone as well. One important point here, you've got to keep your information current in order to maintain your Find a Group search engine listing. We've trained our computers to spot stale information or groups that don't operate in the way Divorce Care was designed. When they do, your listing will be removed. You don't want that to happen, and we don't either, so create a system to keep your listing current. Next up is success tip number seven. Connect with a divorce care consultant. A team of divorce care consultants are available to help you weekdays, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time. And once again, there's no charge to access these consultants. They're available to you free of charge. Call or email them anytime you have a question about your group. They can help you troubleshoot problems you face, give you help on promoting your group, and even give you a word of encouragement. The consultant assigned to your church will attempt to make contact with your church staff and primary volunteer leader soon after your divorce care kit is purchased. They want to introduce themselves. We also want to email you a welcome letter. So if that information did not get to you, then call or email and let us know that you're out there and we will get a welcome letter on its way to you. You can find the contact information in the front of your leader's guide and we'll display it on screen at the end of this video training segment. Now it's time for our eighth and final success tip. Make sure that there is lots of prayer for you, your team, and your group. 
you are embarking on an important ministry and we know that there are potential obstacles ahead. We also know that God wants you to succeed and that he wants you to ask him for help. So make a personal commitment to pray regularly for your group and ask each leader to make the same commitment. In addition, in your leader's guide, you'll see that we suggest that you assemble your leader team for a short time of prayer before each weekly session. We'd also encourage you to recruit a prayer team from within your church committed to regular prayer for your group. We know prayer works, so don't overlook this vital ministry tool. So those are the eight success tips. Each tip is action-oriented, and some take more time than others, so please get started soon. But ultimately, they're all designed to help your ministry run more smoothly and effectively, so they are worth the effort and investment. And that wraps up this segment of our leader training video. After you review the discussion questions, I'll be back to share vital messages you want to share with the members of your group and why you will be kicking yourself if you don't. Okay. So some of that Hopefully it's helpful. Some of that is, is um, a little bit outdated in that um, you, you basically have the opportunity to, instead of, because they do update the material sometimes, instead of having your church buy a bunch of workbooks because you don't know how many people are going to come to your class, I personally would recommend that what's called the participant pay. What that means is people buy their own workbook when they register and then it gets sent directly to their own home. So that's one thing. And then also, as I mentioned, the more current leadership training videos are online, okay? Any questions, though, from what you heard there? Yes, go, um, actually, and I'll, I may repeat the question. Actually, I'm coming to you. Okay, go for it. This will be better. I understand. You don't have to be separated or divorced to lead in this ministry, right? Very true. Yes, it's helpful if someone has done it, but it is not a requirement. No, I, I would say you need to have a compassionate heart ability to listen and um, you can definitely learn the training of how to facilitate a small group really so not a requirement nope good question though um do you you've done these before do you have anybody that like if they show up virtually wants to remain anonymous like say because i know that we have within the last year i know a year and a half two years we have three church um church members with couples that have are going through divorce. Yes. And I know two of them at least, it's not public knowledge, it's people are very private, so do you usually have people that are like remain anonymous during like the online yeah. version? Good question. So at this point, I can tell you what's happened in the past. Um, and these these two things won't address it directly, then I'll address it directly. But the two times that I've ever led over the last ten years were the both members of a couple wanted to come. They were civil enough to come watch the video and then we would break up into discussion groups. There would be a male discussion group and a female discussion group. So then it would, that part, the debriefing, all of that would happen separately. 
online, if someone wanted to remain anonymous, um, again, no one is ever required. You don't have to say anything, so they could do that. They could actually have it so they don't have their video picture showing. The only part I don't know, and maybe help me, is can you join a Google Meet without any name whatsoever on your... Yeah, go ahead. Sometimes okay. you can type in a name or change it. Oh, yeah, the kids change my names all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. silly names. Yeah. But um, I'm, there's so many different tools that I use for work, so I'm no, yeah. I don't know which one does what anymore. But okay, so I think I think though the answer is yes that they could create a, a different name or a, an alias or anonymous. Write the word yeah. anonymous. Yeah, a separate <laughs> Gmail if you want to. Something like that, that even. Private. Yes, so that's totally, I would say we would want to work with that individual to enable them to get the, to get the content for sure. Good question, though. I hadn't thought of that one before. Appreciate that. Any other? Yeah. There's so many things that we don't do within the church because people don't feel like they can open up in front of each other. So if you have church members that want to attend, and it's not just for the community, they might not feel like they can come and share. Yes. I understand that for sure. Glad you're bringing that up. What I have found, though, mostly is it's hard to come for the first time. But when people come, there's this, oh, my goodness. There's other people that understand what I'm going through, right? Like family members who haven't experienced it. They're trying to relate, and they can't. But just a, It's no different if you're going through cancer and you're in the same room of people that are going through cancer. There's this, like, unbelievable bond so, but it does take someone to have the courage to get there, to, to experience that. But, but I'm glad what you're describing, um, that, I'm glad, glad you're bringing that up. Because somehow we would want to make it happen for anyone, whatever their particular scenario would be. Good. Any other questions that are on your hearts and minds? Again, don't be discouraged. Like, whoa, that's a lot of stuff. Um, so good that that's part of like, again, if a church... Purchases the $360 kit, all of that coaching for the rest of your life is free. You know, all of that stuff. It's a once-off, it's a once-off deal that you're paying. And if you do the participant pay of the workbooks, they're buying their workbooks, right? So um, I, I've really liked that. Where all the other years before they created this, COVID is what helped them to do this participant pay method, as well as putting the videos online. When you register, as I said, you get access to all the videos, etc. Before it was, again, a church had to have 20, 30 books on hand, and, and you never knew when the update was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, oh, we have 30 of the old books. You know, we want the updated materials. So it becomes a frenzy of, we have 30 books. Anyone out there that wants to buy 30 books who, who aren't going to up, up, upgrade their materials? You know what I mean? So I would recommend going to participate. It's been really nice and smooth, I think. Um, Yes. And I suppose then if someone can't pay the $20, probably what I would do is ask the church if they would pay for that book. And then over the course of the time, it's always good if people can pay something into it. They just own it more. You're more apt to do the on your own pages if you paid $2, $3, $4, and maybe they bring it during the course. I would encourage that. Um, but don't put the pressure on them. Be like, hey, if, if you're able... You know, try to see if you can pay some into it. But I don't want that to stop you from participating. You know, that's how I would do it. And then over time, uh, I actually coach volleyball. And over time, there's been times, same thing with a club volleyball scenario. Of 
I don't think I can pay anything. We'll give it a shot. And all of a sudden, they're able to pay $50. And then a month later, they're able to pay $100 because they like they put their heart and mind into it. And <laughs> they really scrunch their budget or squeeze their budget to try to make it happen. And so praise the Lord. The rewards they got to own that process were huge, right? So I just want to be able to encourage you to do that. Good. Any other questions? Otherwise, we'll give you a, It's only going to be a taste of one of the videos. Um, there's only one more. There's a 10-minute leadership video we'll watch tomorrow, but you will get a chance if you are able to come in the next few days that we have this seminar to watch a full video of the Divorce Care videos. But we won't. We've got about 20 minutes left, so this will be the majority of one of the videos. So I'm curious to know if there was one of these that sticks out more than another to all y'all. So as you were looking, again, it's numbers 3... Four, six, seven, eight, nine, or thirteen. So let's just do a quick. You can only vote for one. We'll see if that will be the quickest way to do it. So this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, or this one. So let's just go. I'll go straight down. Only vote for one. Okay. We'll see what see what we do. Anyone prefer to watch the one on anger? How do I handle anger in healthy ways? Okay. How about grief and uh, yes, grief and depression. One, two, three. Okay. How about um, family and friends? Oh, sorry, fears and anxiety would be the next one. Okay. One. How about family and friends? How those relationships change? Okay. Financial and legal issues that happen through divorce. How we manage conflict. Okay. And. Brighter days, so just kind of like hope. What do we do next going forward? Okay, so the winner is grief and depression. So take a deep breath. It's not just oh no, I'm gonna walk out of here depressed. What it's gonna do is just help. help here's some, if I remember right, here's some unhealthy ways, but here's some healthy ways to actually. Yes. So the choosing yes. Yeah. So it's. It would be um, not not re not a part of the divorce care materials, but it's a tool for a marriage that's in crisis if they're willing to to watch these free materials online. They're created by the same company, Church Initiative, but no longer. I think probably, if I remember right from a conversation with them, it wasn't a big seller, so they didn't update the videos through the years. So through my conversation with Steve, when I asked him about that, hey, are you going to update the materials? And he shared that. He's like, you know what we, or maybe I even offered, I don't know. I don't want, if I did, I don't want to take credit for it. Praise the Lord. What he decided to do was, well, let's put these materials online for free. If we're not going to update them, let's at least make them accessible to people. So I still have found, I, I've walked with people through this. There's been a, a marriage that was reconciled, but I've also walked through it and they decided to continue to go through separation and divorce. So it's not a, if you do it, your marriage is going to be reconciled. It's not a guarantee, but I've seen both. And if anything else, what it's going to do, even if you pursue separation and divorce, is it gives you more of an idea of what it's going to look like financially, what's it going to look like, how's it going to impact my kids. Forgiveness is a part of it. Reconciliation, the levels of it's a part of it. So they're super helpful even if they decide to go to separation and divorce. Because now it's not just this nebulous, emotional, well, I'm just going to do it. You know more about what it may mean if you choose to do it. So free. That tool is 100% free. Okay? All right. 
So let's watch a little bit of the grief and depression um, video then, just to give you a sense. You'll see the difference between, I think that was a 2012 video versus 2020, right? These were released just this last year. Um, pr printed and made in 20, but released in 2021. Okay. And I, in case we don't get there while this is loading, I'll at least say it. I thought depression was, we never used that word growing up. Depression meant clinical depression, right? Yeah. And so I learned going through these divorce care materials of, oh, depression is an emotion, like sadness and happiness. And I didn't know that. It's one of the emotions that we feel. I feel depressed today. Like, that was never a part of my dialogue. And even if it was used in family or whatever else, you wouldn't say that. You're not depressed. You're, you know what I mean? So I just want you to know that, yes, Stella, you may not get to hear that part of it, but they address in the video, there are times where you need professional help. But if you feel depressed right now, that doesn't mean you for sure need professional help toward clinical depression. So I just, just realize that they're are different levels of depression, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay, here we go. I only say that because I don't know if we'll get there and what you'll get the chance to see. After separation or divorce, the life you are living is gone. What's left are the memories. Memories that are kept alive in part by keepsakes and pictures that are perhaps stored in boxes or bins in your attic, your garage, or even a storage unit. Now, as you interact with them, these keepsakes will stir up grief as they remind you of the losses you've experienced through separation or divorce. Grief is to be expected since grieving is a normal response to significant loss. But in some cases, that grief can develop into depression, an even more serious challenge. So how can you move forward now, as strange as it might sound, the same keepsakes that cause you grief can also help you resolve your struggle with grief or depression. We'll show you how in today's session of Divorce Care. through separation, I was really confused at the intensity of the grief that I was feeling and how close it was to the grief that I felt at the loss of Benjamin, my son. I didn't understand it because my husband was still very much alive. What I was mourning was the death of my hope, my future, my marriage, everything that I had thought was real. I felt very blindsided by what was going on. So I felt like my whole life had been ripped away from me. Um, but I probably mourned the most the uh, impact of what was gonna happen to my son. Because one of the things that I did when I got married, I kind of made a vow to myself that I was never gonna put any children that I had through the same things I went through as a kid. Because my parents got divorced when I was young and I did not want that to ever happen to my kids. And so that was probably the biggest thing that I mourned was I had failed that. I was not going to be able to keep that promise to my son. And that, that hurt a lot. The worst thing in the world 
to me was right after the separation to come home to an empty house and close the door and you could hear an echo. I started to write down all the losses that I had when my husband left and I filled up about three pages. Loss of his companionship, loss of a feeling of safety. I lost my handyman, I lost my confidant, I lost my friend. It's like, okay, what am I living for? As you think about learning how to grieve uh, in the context of divorce, it is easy to think that we're learning how to do this a little better so that we can master it. In some ways though, learning about grief is like learning about puberty. We don't learn about puberty so that it's not awkward and we can make that whole season of life go through as quickly as possible. We learn about it so that the experiences that are difficult during puberty are less unsettling, less embarrassing. We learn about grief so that those experiences that are hard and hurtful, not so that we can make them go away, but so that they're less frightening and unsettling when they come. And that's where both the education of a divorce care group and the support of the people in the room around you can be an immense asset. Your photos and keepsakes are a link to your past. They stir up memories. But after separation or divorce, those memories often come with pain. In other words, they are triggers for your grief. It's important for you to know how these grief triggers work and some of the other ways grief can show up in your life. One reason learning about grief is so important is because you don't often think about it until you're in the middle of it. And then it's hard to know what's happening or how to respond. So let's start by reviewing a little of what we know about grief. Grief has a journey to it. Everybody's is different. And you can look at somebody next to you and they're in a different place. You're wondering if there's something wrong with you. No, don't do that. Uh, your journey is your journey. Some of us, when we're hurting, we want to be around lots of people. We want to share our stories and our broken hearts. And we want people to talk to us. Some of us, we're more introverted. We're recharged by solitude. Regardless of your personality type, grief will touch your life in many ways. Grief affects multiple areas of a person's life. It affects you emotionally, it affects you mentally, it affects you uh, relationally, it affects you spiritually. Every day your body creates energy and uses it as you perform your daily activities. However, during your separation or divorce, you will probably feel like you have very little energy to function. Even routine activities like doing the laundry, reading your Bible, or praying become so much more difficult to accomplish. Here's why. Under normal circumstances, your body's energy can easily be distributed across all of the spheres of your life, the spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional. But during separation or divorce, so much of your energy is used in the emotional sphere that less is available for the others. This is normal, even though it can be frustrating. Just know that as you gradually return to more normal routines, especially eating, drinking water, 
getting some exercise and sleeping, your energy levels will once again become more stable. And sometimes when we're experiencing that emotional pain, there may also be physical pain that you experience as well. I'm grieving. I'm hurting. I'm having panic attacks. I sent me to the ER multiple times. I've actually witnessed individuals who have gone to the emergency room because they thought they were literally having a heart attack. It turns out, oh no, this might actually be anxiety and panic and just really deep sadness. You can experience it in terms of your GI tract as well. You know, um, having nausea, um, just being sick to your stomach, maybe not even having much of an appetite because it's just painful to eat. So again, all of these things are completely normal within the context of grief, and it's okay that you're experiencing that. Keepsakes, photos, and other cherished items can trigger painful memories. Triggers like these can cause your grief to surface. Grief can feel consuming and permanent. And grief triggers can come out of nowhere. It could be a smell in the kitchen. It could be um, a, a, a picture that you look at or see or a phrase that comes out of your child's mouth that reminds you of a memory of a time when everything was good and right and all of a sudden you recognize again that it's not and sadness is right there. That's the way it goes. We're, we, we ebb and flow in and out of those experiences. This ebb and flow of grief will last for a while especially while you make new adjustments to life after divorce or separation. We want to get past it very, very quickly. I've been feeling this way for three months or for six months, and I should be, shouldn't I be past this? Well, grief doesn't abide by our timetables either. Over time, you should be experiencing a decrease in these three things, the frequency, the intensity, and the duration of your grief. Let me add another important truth to keep in mind about your grief recovery. Your healing and recovery journey will include these three things, progress, plateaus, and setbacks. You're gonna feel like you're on a roller coaster. And when you have a setback, you're going to be inclined to think, I'm right back where I started from. But that's not true. When I look back at what has happened in just one year, or a year and a half, I look back and think, how in the world did I get through that? And I still have days where I think that wave of sadness just kind of crashes over me. Or I'll see a picture, or I'll go to a restaurant, some kind of memory will pop up. And even now, as I'm talking about this, I think this is all a movie. This isn't real. This isn't my life. But I can tell you that I don't cry as often. I don't wallow. I find joy in doing things that I used to find joy doing. When you're in the middle of grief, it feels like an impenetrable wall is blocking your way forward. But moving beyond grief is possible. You can change what you are feeling as you learn to think about your future from a new point of view. One of the most difficult things in a divorce is that people get very fixated on what could have been. You know, I, this is not where I saw myself at this stage in my life. 
this is not the dream I had. I, I had the white picket fence, the, the kids, everybody being happy. I had the family vacations. I had all these things. And it's very sad, but you can grow from that loss and you can learn from that loss. We call that a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset where you're just fixating on this failure. I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I couldn't get it done. I didn't know how to fix my marriage. Those are the thoughts of someone with a fixed mindset and you will get very stuck in that mindset and not grow. When I was separated, it was really easy to see the glass half empty and all the things that were gone. I used to think, oh, what is he doing? Is, did he ever think about me or what could I have done? It's okay to grieve for a season and to be sad and to feel the pain. Um, but then there's a time to say, Am I going to wallow in self-pity, be known by a divorce casualty, or am I going to let the Lord redeem my life and move on? Moving on looks different for everyone, but there are a couple of universal principles. You will need to take inventory of the good things you still have and of the new possibilities ahead of you. When I intentionally focused on the glass being half full and all the wonderful things that I had that I didn't have before, it really changed my perspective and my life, realizing I had a great relationship with my kids. I had friends and learned to rely on people that I hadn't before. I'm still working on getting better, bettering myself, thinking about my future plans. Sorry, I have to pause it there. I know that's not fun. Let me just give you an idea of where it was going, and then we're going to close in prayer, okay? So, that was just the first part about grief. Now they are going to get into understanding depression, okay? So depression can develop from grief. It can make everything feel like a burden. It blocks access to happiness. It can involve things like loss of interest in fun activities, more time alone, changes in appetite, changes in sleep self-critical thoughts, hopelessness, may even involve a negative view of yourself, a negative view of your life, negative view of my future, and then they get into that, the part that I mentioned, counseling can help, right? Um, especially if depression doesn't lift or reduce with things like the health message, right? With nutrition and hydration and sleep and exercise. For a time, it can be helpful, um, Every situation is different. Sometimes medication can be helpful if symptoms don't improve, for example, within 6 to 12 weeks. Um, not that the medication heals you, but what it can do is help foster the, you know, the, the environment so that you can do the healing work. Hopefully that makes sense. Some people think it's that depression medication that's going to heal me, and it's not the case. It's trying to help you to be able to function. If you can't get out of bed and for six to 12 weeks, maybe that's gonna help you to be able to get out of bed, to drink water, to exercise, to, to try to heal, etc. So hopefully that makes sense. But draw near to God. How do, how do we actually put, um, you know, make progress, the spiritual disciplines of drawing near to God. He draws near to us to read the word, right? Helps a relationship with him. This isn't new to you, to pray to him, to journal. A couple scriptures that are mentioned are Isaiah 43 verses one and two. Philippians 4 and 6, uh, 4 verse 6. Um, and there's an excellent reminder. Last thing I'll say before I pray is 
Some people think that when a divorce happens, God is doing that to me. Um, and I would say, there's a reminder in the video that God is not the one who causes divorce, but rather He is the one who's right in there in the midst of it with us grieving, if we recognize that. Right? We have human free will. God's desire was that there would be no brokenness. That's God's heart and His desire, not that we would divorce, right? And so, He's like that rescue ship. Someone's drowning. He's coming to help, right? If we're willing to recognize that. So, for me, that's a huge importance because if you run into people that say, God has caused this, then they're angry at God for, can be for a really long time. Because, God, why did you cause my divorce? And, um, Anyway, that's, that's swimming in the deep end of the pool. Let's end with that. Not great, because that really requires a discussion. But I just wanted to say that because I, um, I, something I love about the Seventh-day Adventist Church, there's this amazing blend of God's will and human will, right? The church I grew up in was everything that happens in life is predetermined by God. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. If I walk over and decide to hit my friend John in the face right now, you're saying that God made me do that? Of course that's not true, right? And so, anyway, so I just want to be able to throw that tension out there of let's not blame God for evil that Satan is behind, right? So, anyway, that's, we can dialogue more about that. This just starts that conversation. But let me pray. It's time. Uh, thank you for coming. Well, um, like I said, if you're able to come, the next couple leadership training ones, We'll have one more leadership training video and then we will get a chance to watch a full session so you can get a sense of um, what that would be like as well. And so, But I really appreciate your hearts. Your hearts to try to say, could there be an opportunity to help your friends and have your church help neighbors in need in this type of way? So, okay, let me pray. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for who you are. You are the God who's the Redeemer, the Rescuer. You're one who, um, there's no life situation that you're not willing to reach into and um, help pull us out of the mire and help walk with us while we're in the mire until you help us get out of the mire. And so I'm so thankful that that's the kind of God you are, not someone who stays removed and just waits there saying, well, get your act together and then come and be with me. That's not who you are. You meet us where we're at. And so I'm so thankful for that. Um, Help us as we go from here, just the things that were just, these are seeds planted and things that I hope that the Holy Spirit again moved in each and every uh, one of the people, my friends here, Lord, and, and those that may listen in the future on the audio. And so we give you the glory. We are thankful that um, we have this opportunity to have life and be here at camp meeting. So I pray for the rest of this afternoon and evening, God, that we can continue to grow closer to you and we'll give you the glory. Pray that in Jesus' name and everybody said, Amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio 22 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcasts.